So the big reason that I'm here is my wife. So she immigrated here eight years before I immigrated here. We were together last 15 years, but I always want to stay and fight for Iran and do my best for my community. And I used to travel a lot and teach all around the country that what I wanted to be. Uh, I was very top part of rock climbing in my city and my country. And I tried to get back to my city and teach more. I'm a teacher too and a coach. But like, I got to the point that I haven't had a job. I haven't had any income. There is no one do full-time route today or no one do full-time coaching. I used to work in the small uh, cart and sell a sandwich and stuff to people in the park. And I get that income to spend in climbing. Route setting in Iran isn't as glamorous as it is in the States. Heck, route setting sometimes isn't glamorous at all. Back home, Amin was used to paying just to climb. He paid to teach, paid to set, paid to compete. He even paid for climbers to attend his workshops, all while scraping money together from selling sandwiches from a cart. So I immigrated to U.S. in uh, 2017. And seven years ago, if I ask you what's your dream, what's your biggest dream, I want to say I'm a route seller. So I can have enough income from route setting to cover my family. So. I got here, I find a job, it's like, it's growing. And now in that point, in my dream, but like, everything else is ruined. So there's nothing back in Iran. There's no way to go back home. Okay, I'm on. You were listening to the Love of Climbing podcast. It's a funny sense, I'm uncomfortable by it. I was like, wow, this is the opposite of my podcast, but you know, here we go. <laughs> I'm Alex Honnold, and you're listening to For the Love of Climbing. Is it to the, or to, do you say to For the Love of Climbing podcast? I'm Alex Honnold, and you're listening to For the Love of Climbing podcast. Yeah, yeah, I see it. You're listening to For the Love of Climbing podcast. This is not a climbing podcast. Well, Sort of. It's a funny, sad, and somewhat uncomfortable podcast about choosing vulnerability. Here's the show. <laughs> Easy cheesy. In November of 2021, Amin was shot in a senseless, random act of violence that left him critically injured. Around minute 10, the podcast talks in depth about the accident. This bonus episode is brought to you by Patagonia. Additional support from Deuter USA, LA Outdoor, and Otsun. This is part two of a two-part story. There's a lot to say about what's happening in this particular corner of the world, and we proudly share Amin's story with the hope to spread knowledge, foster compassion, and instill hope. Additional source and resource links can be found in the episode transcript online. This episode was recorded in December of 2022. My name is Amin Abbasi, and uh, I was born in Shiraz, south of Iran, one of the big cities of Iran. So I immigrated to U.S. in uh, 2017 to be with my wife and my family in here. I'm pretty active, and uh, I'm a good dad, I believe, <laughs> and uh, always laughing. 
try to see the good direction of the life and uh, and ignore the ignore the bad things and like negative Five years ago, 2017, I immigrated to US and my wife used to live in Austin. So the goal was for me to be in Austin and find a job in Austin to have like enough income. So I applied for a couple of jobs in different gym in Austin, but the income wasn't quite enough to support the family. And even before I got to US, I got a call from Momentum Climbing Gym in Houston. And we had an interview on the phone when I was in Iran and was very, very cool people, very supportive people in Momentum in like high level. They, they wanted me to be the part of the gym. So first day I landed in the Houston airport. It was 9 p.m. My wife picked me up and we stayed at the hotel in Houston. And second day, they offered me the job. And the goal from that day was to come here. Amin's goal was to live in Austin, close to his wife and her family. And in order to support his growing family, Amin took a job at Houston Momentum as head route setter. The truth behind route setting as a career is that in most cases, it's not sustainable. Most setters love the craft and the creative autonomy that come with it. For many, the ultimate dichotomy of intense physical labor and often minimum wage and the respect for the keen expertise it takes to set isn't always worth it. This varies wildly, depending on location. But as climbing participation grows, global climbing gyms have begun seeking out some of the best setters in the world, the ones who draw movement and inspiration from routes that they've climbed. Setters like Amin. Amin's experience as a climber and an IFCS route setter landed him a job in Houston, a mere two and a half hours from Austin. It wasn't Austin, but it was close. Life brought him to the U.S. in 2017, and in 2021, it had other plans. So I had an accident in November 2021 when I was driving in the morning to go to the repair shop to repair my car tires. You might think Amin is referring to a car accident, which would make sense. But what happened next lacks any sense or meaning. On November 17th, just another regular Wednesday morning, Amin came to a stop sign at a three-way merge on his way to the mechanic. The car behind me got mad or something. So she got next to me and she showed me the gun and she hit me. It happened two seconds. So I was driving, I was... Looking at right side, so I saw a woman with the gun and I looked forward and she shot me. Two seconds. And uh, she drove away. And uh, I opened the door, ran to the street and everybody stopped. And it was like tons of blood blowing in my face. And all the cars were stopped and looking at me. And, oh, I didn't know what to do. I was like, ran to the street to get help. And a miracle happened. First car stopped. And I look at that car. It was the fire engine. They ran to the street. They got lots of towel on my face. And they stopped the bleeding. They called the ambulance. They called the police. And that miracle saved my life. And two weeks later, 
I wake up, I didn't know what happened. And like, they called my wife right away and they said, you know Amin? And she was like seven months pregnant by herself, no family in the city. You know Amin? Yes, I know Amin. He got shot in the head. Gun violence is a public health crisis that inflicts a heavy toll on American society, claiming tens of thousands of lives every year. More Americans have died of gun-related injuries in 2021 than any other year on record, according to the latest available statistic from the CDC. In 2022, there were 647 mass shootings and over 44,000 deaths. So far this year, over 5,000 have died where guns were the weapon of choice. These numbers are sobering. Equally sobering is the fact that we may never solve the problem of gun violence by addressing mental health alone. The association of mental illness and violence reinforces stigma. And the reality is that the cause of gun violence is a lot more complex. Some would call Amin unlucky to have been sitting at that three-way merge on that fateful Wednesday morning. But Amin knows how lucky he is to be here, to be alive, and to be a husband and father to his wife and kids today. After the accident, Amin went through extensive surgeries and remained in a coma for two weeks, when he was eventually reunited with his wife. I didn't know what happened. I couldn't talk for like a month. I was breathing from my neck. Every doctor said, this is a miracle. We cannot explain how we were lucky. Like the bullet went straight and like fell apart your upper jaw. It gets slow a little bit by the full upper jaw and passed my full upper jaw from right side all the way to the left side and stuck very very close to my spine it's two millimeters to my spine stop right there and still in here it's gonna stay with me forever right that's the perfect direction perfect shot that you didn't get killed you didn't get murdered only thing i lost is like my upper jaw i lost one of two teeth and like a little overlap of my jaw but I'm alive and they take care of plastic surgery and still I, ha- I can't think about it, I can't talk about it, it's like hard to say. I had a very traumatic year and immediate thing, first thing I remember that I said that I actually write down, uh, it was I want to go back home, Iran, it's not safe here. Gunshot injuries have become so common that most hospital staff simply refer to them as GSW, followed by the location of the injury. After being stabilized, Amin was taken to the operating room where a team of doctors, nurses, and technicians fought to save his life. Upon discharge, a patient potentially faces a lifetime of recovery, surgeries, and therapy. Many injuries may be permanent or lead to future complications, but the effects of gunshot injuries go beyond mortality statistics and function after discharge. Because gun violence is so unpredictable, the experience can drastically change a person's outlook on life. Once commonly held beliefs of safety or a bad things won't happen to me mentality are gone. About 70,000 Americans survive gun shootings every year, but little research is known about the long-term effect, says a study published in a trauma medicine journal. Even years after the wounds heal, survivors may be at a greater risk of alcohol and drug misuse. What's more is that the psychological trauma can lead to depression, anxiety, panic disorder, and PTSD. GWS. This three-letter acronym is a life-changing event. I, I live in Iran for 34 years. 
I never seen a gun. No gun, never seen a gunshot. The only thing I see is like police, government people. I haven't seen actual gun. Yeah, one day he's done. And I didn't want to stay here anymore. I hate everything. After a couple of months staying at home, I got lots of support from Momentum and the community. I got lots of fundraising from community, from people, and like especially Momentum headquarters and Momentum community, Momentum team. They, they did really, really good taking care of me. And I really appreciate it. I never forget that. And after I received all those, I was like, ah, I, I, got, I got a feeling that that hate went away, so I don't hate anymore, but I had fearness driving, even going with the stroller with my kid to the street just for a walk. I figured that I can't stay in Houston anymore. And I still have lots of problem in my face. I have problem hearing, I have problem eating, I have my teeth need to be done and like all those stuff. And they're really good hospital in Houston, but I was like, I can't stay in Houston anymore. I need to go. So I moved to Austin. I quit Momentum. However, I love them a lot. Moved to Austin to be close to the family, my wife family, and get support. And luckily, after two months, Mesa Ram Austin announced that they need a head route setter for their new location. And I got the job pretty quick. And yeah, I started my job in August. Not long after moving to Austin, life shifted gears yet again. And with current events happening back home in Iran, Amin had two priorities, his family here in the U.S., as well as family, friends, and loved ones back home. I have Jana, my little girl. She's 10 months. And I have Milan, my son. He is almost four. He's going to be four in June. And they're, they're so cute, dude. It's like I'm seeing the positive part about this. I put my second birthday in July and in November 17, 2021. And I, every day, every second after that accident, it's a gift to me. And I try to enjoy it. So every time I, I hug my kids, I hug my wife, it's like, it's a gift. I can't complain anymore by anything. It's like, that's a big gift that I received that I really, really appreciate that. And I love my life. And I'm, I can't complain by anything. And now nothing can, can bother me anymore. Even like my friends back in Iran, they're suffering a lot, but they, they give me more courage. They put away all the feeling, all the fearness that make me more stronger fight for them. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back. Patagonia makes high-performance gear for climbing. From cragging essentials like the Kaliza and Menga rock pants to the redesigned Nano Air Light hybrid hoodie that keeps you comfortable when you're working hard in cold conditions. All of Patagonia's technical climbing products are designed and tested in partnership with their ambassador team. They're made to move, built to endure, and designed to have the lightest footprint possible. And, like everything Patagonia makes, they're backed by a lifetime ironclad guarantee. Visit patagonia.com slash climbing to see the latest. 
we get support from BetterHelp to connect you to licensed therapists. They'll match you with the perfect therapist for a fraction of the cost of traditional therapy. You know who goes to therapy? Prince Harry, Emma Stone, Jenny Slate, Kesha. Therapy is beautiful. Everyone should go to therapy. Go to betterhelp.com slash climbing to sign up and receive 10% off your first month. It helps support the show and it helps support you. There are so many reasons why people around the globe seek refuge and a new life in other countries. A quarter billion people worldwide live outside their country of nationality. But roughly one-tenth of people who opt to leave do so because they're at risk of acute threats, violence, and persecution. Most attempt to settle in countries in close proximity so that they can return home if and when circumstances change. And... That's an important part in all of this, that people don't want to be stuck in this pigeonhole and marked refugee forever. That they previously had a home, a job, and a good life. Circumstances force them to leave it all behind. And that many are deeply missing family and friends back home. First thing, I'm not here for the good. First thing, if revolution happened, we're going to get back. Me, my wife, my kids, we're going to go back that country to build that country again hopefully for good so hopefully in the one point we can get back and build that country from zero to build them up and appreciate that country that community and like build them more and more because there's like enough resources there's enough money back there there's like enough strong people enough knowledgeable people all around the world Iranian citizen that they want to get back and build that country if they let them. So hopefully we're going to kick that mullahs out and get back to that country one day. Visit GoFundMe.com slash MyShare for freedom to support those who have been directly affected during the Woman Life Freedom Movement. That's GoFundMe.com slash MyShare, the number four, freedom. Find Amin on Instagram at Amin Abbasi. That's A-M-M-I-N-A-B-B-A-S-I for updates and more. Contact him if you're willing and able to further amplify the voice of the woman life freedom movement. Until Iran is free, our fury will be bigger than the oppressors. Until the women of Iran are free, we are going to stand with you. Jian, Jian, Azadi, women, life, freedom. You're listening to For the Love of Climbing podcast. A huge thank you to Deuter, one of the leading backpack brands that will help you hit the trails with confidence and comfort. A big shout out to LA Outdoor for supporting the Access Fund and 1% for the Planet. And to Otsun, innovative gear engineered for climbing to improve your performance. 
And thanks to Patagonia, not bound by convention, Patagonia is in business to save our home planet. Support companies who support this podcast. We couldn't do it without them. If you liked what you heard, you can leave a review on iTunes or give us a like. Like all good things, you can find us on the internet.